gentlemen, welcome to the Women Respect Tours Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kay, and I'm here to introduce you to our starting lineup. So, starting at the one, all the way from Commerce, Texas, Adrian Harrison. Starting at the two, hailing all the way from Washington, D.C., Wally Waffles Horton. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Women Respectors Podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kay, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adrian and Waffles. How y'all doing? Doing all right, you know, can't complain. Had better days. I wish our guests could have made it, but you know, it was last minute and they had to cancel, but things happen. It's all good. Yeah, you know, but you know, we, we got the squad here. We got the original squad, so it's all good. We're going to do what it do. Um, So today we're going to be do, continuing our series of the greatest NBA players of all time at each position. And this week we are doing the greatest small forwards of all time. And we're going to list who we think each think should be the top five, five and then go into one. Um, so without further ado, who wants to list their number five first? I'll go first. Um, first of all, as always, I want to give a shout out to, you know, my honorable mentions. It's probably going to get a little hectic in here for who I have honorable mention, but there's, some of them are still playing. They haven't finished out, so we're going to see how they finish out. Like, I have KD and Kawhi on there. I didn't feel like it was right to put them on my list yet because their careers are still going. We don't know where it's going to end. I don't want to project a certain thing and then them not meet up to my expectations or whatever. So, for now, I'm just going to keep them on the back burner. Um, but there's somebody else that's also still playing that obviously makes the list because he's more accomplished than the two. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to Elgin Baylor. You know, James oh, Worthy. Wow. And then, Whoa. and then, um, also this one, this one I battled with. I didn't want to keep him off, but the same time I had to at the end of the day because I had the, it's only five spots. So unfortunately, Rick Berry is also on my honorable mentions. And at number five, I'm going to start off with Scotty Pippen. You know, hmm. seven time all star, six time champion. You know, okay. Seven all NBAs, ten all defenses. You know, a sixteen six and five guy. Um, probably mm. the greatest sidekick of all time. Did his job. Guarded. Could lock up one through three at any time of the game. Was an underrated scorer and facil- well, I wouldn't say facilitator because you know before um, LeBron passed his record, he was the all time leader small forwards and assists wise and. We saw what he could do when Jordan stepped away for a little bit. You saw he did have that star potential. He wasn't just a number two. He could possibly step in that number one role, but he's more suited to a number two. That's where I think he'd be best at. And obviously it helped him get six championships. So I don't think there's really arguing with him being one of the top, I mean, um, what's called sidekicks of all time. That's mine. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, 
I guess I'll go uh, next. Uh, well, I've had some of the most uh, honorable mentions as a uh, Adrian, but I had a uh, Adrian Dantley, Ooh. Paul wow. Pierce, uh, Dominique Wilkins, Sean Marion, and uh, Ron Artest. Yeah. Ron Artest you know, and Sean Marion were really crazy. They they could have been really Ron Artest crazy. really won a defensive player of the year. Ron Artest really messed up his career going wild. And Sean Marion is mean, extremely hey, underrated for him being a Swiss Army knife and being able to do everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can make the case for Sean Marion being top 10 for sure. Yeah, but I, I don't think a lot of like casual or NBA fans today would give it a, I feel like his career would be so much better if he played now. Like, imagine, like, he'd be Draymond Green, but a much better scorer and way mm-hmm. more athletic. So, yeah, I feel like I mean they didn't really get to see him play because what he retired in twenty twelve. Yeah, he like retired that. before this small ball basketball got even bigger because you know that Phoenix Suns team was doing it before it was popular, and he was putting up some crazy numbers as a third option behind Amari East even there. So that's crazy. Oh yeah, I had Rick Barry too mm. because. And uh, Mellow, because, you know, it's Mellow, man. Wow. Uh, For my five, I had a hard time deciding. So I just went with uh, Scotty Pippen and Kawhi. Mm. Okay. Because, uh, you know, Kawhi has two finals MVPs, and that's kind of crazy considering, I mean, the teams he was on. The Raptors one is the crazier one because it's literally the Raptors. Yeah. But he he really willed that team to a championship mm-hmm. through those degenerative, broken, non-existent <laughs> knees. But, yeah. And, I mean, the Spurs one, it's cool because, I mean, I mean, it's the Spurs. But, yeah. And it was pretty interesting to see somebody that nobody really was – I wouldn't say they didn't know about him, but I mean, a good majority of the world didn't know about him, and it was kind of like he was here last year, yeah. but he just wasn't playing as I don't want to say intensely, but I guess as polished as he was, because he definitely did uh, miss those two free throws yeah. in that game that would have won them the game. But it was like, hey man, he's a kid. What do you want him to do? But yeah, I mean, yeah. what can you say? He's a he's a he's a pretty cool guy, you know. He's a and, fun guy, you know. He's a fun guy, you know. And you know, I just I like him as a player, and he just does a lot of versatile things. Also, as a defensive player of the year, more it's than one crazy. defensive player of the year. It's pretty crazy as a small forward to get that, but. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, because Scottie Pippen, I really, I like Scottie Pippen a lot. Like, that's definitely one of my favorite players. But I feel like, uh, I feel like it's not even, but I just had a hard time picking because I just like them both, like, yeah. a lot. I feel you there. So, I originally had Kawhi on my list, but then I was like, I can't knock Scottie Pippen off the list with all he's done. Hey, because, so I just yeah. I just said I'm I'm gonna put them both there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm kind of wondering who y'all got left on your five. Man. Looking at the people I got, I'm like, huh? Now I'm interested to hear your list. <laughs> your list is usually uh, the wild ones. So go ahead. My list is not. It's not wild, man. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. I'm trying to have like a consistent thing for at least the list I had was the last week. With the like, the legacy is greater than accolades, and accolades are greater than numbers. So for me, the most important thing is like legacy and impact, like what the player meant to the game of basketball. Kinda um, is the most uh, obviously like if they have ac- like impressive accolades and impressive numbers that bumps them even higher on the list. But like like what they mean to the game of basketball is important. You know, and I'm starting to feel like, you know, when I'm putting together this list, maybe I was looking at the wrong things. Here's some stuff y'all saying. But, uh, dang. Um, yeah, this is tough for me. I'm going to say my, my number five is a tie between John Havlicek and Julius Irvin. Hmm. Um, I want to know who the rest of your list is then. So pretty interesting, John. So you know, I didn't I didn't look into John Havlicek as much as like the other people I have on my top five. Like like as far as accolades and like watching and watching them actually play and stuff like that. Um, well, like through video and whatnot because some of them are older. But yeah, it's a. His number, his accolades look impressive. I mean, he was a part of that. I'm guessing that bit of the run where Bill Russell was just winning all the rings in the NBA, you know, and Bill Russell's more of a defensive player. So I'm guessing John Havlicek was more of the offensive. He was averaging 20 weapon. a game as a career. Yeah. So, you know, five, like eight all defenses, 11 all first team NBAs, 13 all star appearances. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive by itself. I don't know. I didn't, like I said, I didn't look into his game as much as uh, some of the other players. Um, so I don't know, like, particularly what he did well um, to get, get those points. So, but I mean, he, he's somebody I feel like deserves to be on the, the, the list. If not, if not five at least six you know um and julius Irvin, i put as a tie because it was like i didn't know who to put as my five i didn't want to leave julius Irvin off because at the time what he when he played what he meant for the game of basketball as far as being like kind of like a graceful finisher a high flyer and all that stuff and you know he didn't he what is it he won like two rings one ring how many how many he times won three he rings win? two with the aba one with the nba Mm, that's what it was. He won one NBA ring. That's why I got it mixed up. Three. Um, yeah, I really didn't look into his. But I was like, Dr. J meant a lot for players that came later that wanted to dunk like him. Like, I feel like you can't really, not you can't have Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins, but Julius Irvin had some impact on That's what I was about to like ask you that, that. question. Because I remember whenever mm-hmm. you were talking in the shooting guards, you you put a lot in the legacy. So at point guards, I was like, with without Dr. J, like we were talking about before, you mentioned that without Dr. J, there possibly wouldn't be an MJ because he credits a lot to MJ. Mm-hmm. So what changed now to where you didn't rank Dr. J as high? Um, I will reveal that later in this list. Okay. Let's just say that. 
Yeah. I just felt like the viewers would have a question because, you know... Uh, no, I, I will explain it. It's yeah. just I didn't want to... Because I'm going to say it later. I don't want to spoil it now. Oh, of course not. Of course not. I just wanted to make sure it was going to get said before. Oh, yeah. I got it here in my notes, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all probably going to laugh, but, you know, that's, that's what we're here for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I guess we can move on to number four. Um... Shoot. Uh, I mean, I'll do my four. Yeah. All right. Because cool. my four was just Dr. J. Yeah, and, same. Uh, yeah, because I was like, oh, I, I wanted to put him at five, but now I was like, I don't know, because he didn't like, I mean, uh, I don't know, because he did revolutionize the game. Because, yeah. I mean, when you think of Duncan, you think of who? You think Michael of Dr. Jordan, J. Dr. J, Vince Carter, people like that. So yeah, it's I like, wish. Yeah, Dominique Wilkins. You would have thought he of just, David Thompson if he didn't have that like hard fall first. Yeah. Who the fuck? No. Uh, I don't know, but every time I think about like dunks, I think about that dunk that he did over. Uh, what was that Michael Cooper? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was like one of the first like dunks I ever saw, and I was like, "That's crazy that somebody did that." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just, I don't know, he's a, he's an icon. For, Definitely uh, an icon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like he, he did a lot for the game of basketball. And, uh, yeah, I, number four is a good spot for him. Because yeah. I felt like five would have been a little, not disrespectful, but I felt like, eh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Five is like for the people, like, you're not sure about what you want to put them there. But, Four is like, yeah, he belongs at four. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I had him at four, too, because um, we're just thinking his basketball legacy, back everything he did in Rucker Park and everything else. Like, if you watch those documentaries and see how they talk about that man and his greatness, then you see what he did, how he was, how great he was in the ABA. And then before he moved on to the merger with the NBA, he came in, you know, he was a little older when he came to the NBA and everything, so his accomplishments and accolades in the NBA aren't as great as when he was in the ABA, but you know, he still did his thing in the NBA. I mean, he still had, I mean, he has, I think he had five ABA, all ABA, seven, all NBAs. You know, he had the one all defensive. That man was a four time MVP. You know, he, he did his thing. He was still, he was a legend in two leagues. Yeah. He was a legend in two leagues. Like if it was like, if they had an ABA and NBA hall of fame, he would have made it for both. Like that that shows his like his greatness. Same with like going back to Rick Barry. Cause that's cause this is where I was gonna have Rick Barry at first. But I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm, I think Dr. J edges him out just a little bit because I think Rick Barry only had one MVP and he had all those other like numbers and accolades and Dr. J had four and you know everything else. So I was like, you know what? I'll put I'll give Dr. J the nod. So like I said, all those accolades. And then out of everybody else on my list, like he got the most all star like appearances. So he got sixteen of them things. So you know. Yeah. Four, four, four is a good yeah, a good, four spot is a good spot for him. Um what about you, Kay? Um, y'all both had uh Dr. J number four? Yeah. yeah. Uh I mean, so I put Scotty Pippen at number four. Um I think off. I think scoring wise, his impact wasn't the same as Dr. J's 
And you could all probably argue that Oscar Robinson kind of kind of really was the one to, to implement the point forward kind of role in the NBA. But some people just consider him like a, a larger point guard. Um, so I say like Scottie Pippen really embraced that role, actually playing the pop, the small forward while being while operating as a point forward. I think he he innovated kind of in that way. Um on top of he won a lot, like, you know, same thing you can say for Michael Jordan, undefeated in the finals, all the accolades he has, you know, on top of being the defensive juggernaut he was as a, as a small forward. Um, I think he had the generational talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had the all around game that kind of, I think as an individual player, I would, make say he's his he's greater than dr j which is kind of weird to say now that i think about it because like legacy wise dr j's been around longer and he's like one of the old the old gods of basketball but no nah, scotty pippen he he left his mark on the game of basketball i think i mean he like did I, yeah yeah you're right he and did it, yeah no, say what you're gonna say. No, I was about to add. I was about to throw in the NBA Twitter part how they disrespect Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen gets a lot of disrespect, so I'm glad you're giving him respect. They really be calling him a sidekick. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he was a sidekick, but, but let's could, not get it confused. Yeah, he was. He had star potential. He was still top three as a position when he played. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, yeah. That, actually, that, it was like top. Five in the league when he yeah, because they were talking about that's all about to bring up too. In the Jordan argument, they talked about like how he was like whenever Jordan went out and everything, and he was leading the team. He was like Scottie Pippen was a top five player in the league. Yeah, other players like come on, man. yeah, but they act like he's just a sidekick and he's useless. And like look at how people like Skip Bayless disrespect him, be like like Scottie Pippen was basically nothing. And without like Jordan, he would have been he wouldn't have been the same player. He wouldn't have been anything like. Jordan made Scottie Pippen. Jordan could have still won without Scottie Pippen. All that other, the narrative that gets painted around him. Okay, everybody's like, yeah, Scottie Pippen's the elite defender, but how come Jordan has the all, I mean, Jordan has the defensive player of the year and has all this other stuff defensive-wise. And Scottie Pippen was such a great defender. How come Jordan was getting more recognized for all the other stuff? So Jordan was actually wanna, the better uh, defender and scorer. I want to kind of introduce an idea that I've been just thinking about, uh, like, today and yesterday. Um, in sports, right? There, there are different types of players, right? And there are different levels of excitement that players bring to whatever sport it is they play, right? And so, the more exciting a player is, generally people look at that player as a better player than somebody who is comparable to them. It's just, it's just part of like the human, the human intrigue. It's like, oh yeah, this guy's getting fifty points. This other guy's getting fifty points, but he's doing it shooting backwards and doing backflips and all this other crazy stuff just to get to 50. And this other guy is just like basic fundamentals. It's like, who are you going to say is the greater player? You know, like I feel like most people just looking at it will be like, oh, well, this guy's all he's doing is posting up and shooting. But this other guy's like jumping from the free throw line and dunking on people. So I feel like Michael Jordan, I'm really – I don't know if y'all want to, I don't, I don't know if I should be saying this on the air, but I don't know if y'all want to revisit this and do like a top five players period down the line. Like not like right after we do the players, like maybe you take a break and come back to that. But like, 
I've been really reconsidering is, is Michael Jordan truly the greatest player of all time, or is he truly just the most exciting basketball player of all time? And because of that, we see him as the greatest player of all time. I mean, what you're saying, you're bringing up, like, fair points, because, like, I I like that idea, and I like that concept. I I agree with it, though. Because if you look at... I mean... No, I'm saying, no, I'm talking I agree with the excitement part. Like, mm-hmm. people find the ex- more exciting players, like, better. Because look at a player like um, Tim Duncan that constantly gets disrespected because he was a boring player to watch. Nobody really wants to sit there and watch Tim Duncan do all the others, like, post up and do everything else. You look at Be Kawhi, like, a lot of people don't, like, like, a lot of people don't give Kawhi that much respect because he's like, oh, he's not doing all this flashy stuff, he's putting up, like, average, normal, I mean, like, you know, 20, you know, 6 and 6 or something like that, nothing crazy and everything else. Or look at a point guard like Tony Parker when he was coming up. A lot of people didn't respect him. They are like, oh, he's just getting carried. But it's like, Tony Parker was really, really good. He just One wasn't. MVP. Yeah, like, he's just not doing all the stuff all these other guards are doing. Like, they the show yeah. off the flashiness. And so people don't give them the same respect that they give somebody else. So I agree with what you said 100%. Yeah, and I, I think the reason me bringing that up, or at least for that, is one, just like thinking about greatest players, but relevant to this is like Michael Jordan's game was more exciting than Scottie Pippen's. So I think that's what, that's one of the reasons they hold him leagues above him. Obviously, there's the talent factor. Like Michael Jordan's just, you could argue, is way more athletic than Scottie Pippen, even though Scottie Pippen was athletic in, I guess, different ways. Like jumping and blocking and stuff like Scottie that. Scotty Pippen had like sneaky. Scotty Pippen was him. like he was a yeah like football player athleticism. Like he was a wide receiver type of thing. Yeah, I say like sneaky. he was real athletic, but it was just like, I don't know because Michael Jordan was just crazy athletic. Like, yeah, that's why I said so the sneaky. Like people didn't really expect him to really. We watching him run and everything. You don't expect him just to like jump over you or anything like that. It's just like sneaky athletic. Similar to like Kawhi. Like Kawhi is like extremely athletic, but. You don't really expect to see him like just jump over you and just dunk on you like you expect somebody like LeBron to, but he's like, like he's still capable. Use it of it. When they need to use it, is what it seems. Yeah, like. yeah, that's a good way to preserve your body too. So yeah. I, I can see why they did that. Yeah, um, what was I gonna say? But uh, yeah, I had Scottie Pippen as my number four. Um, it's just like the success he's had. The re- the reality is no player wins a championship by themselves. Like everybody has to have help, um, and you know you can say what it is. Like Michael Jordan said it himself. Like he wouldn't have won without Scottie Pippen. You know, people argue that. You know, people could probably you could probably argue Magic Johnson wouldn't have won as early without Kareem. Absolutely he not. Might not won as early with Shaq. He would have probably still eventually won. You know, stuff like that. Like. LeBron may not have won his first ring without Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Absolutely not. So it's like everybody has a lot of players that are like Hall of Fame, either either already or contenders. They would not have won without the help of other great players. And Scottie Pippen, in his own right, is a great player. It just so happens that he played alongside of the best player in the league at that time and arguably the, great, the greatest player of that era of basketball, if not of all time. So, you know, it's it's not going to look as great when you, like, you're not going to look as cool when you Batman standing next to Superman, you know? Yeah. It's just what it is. But he's still a great player in his own right. And as far as small forwards are concerned, 
you can't not have him in the top five with what he's been able to accomplish, you know, in the game of basketball. Just And just to think about this, just to leave, the, leave it on this note, Michael Jordan didn't start winning until Scottie Pippen became an all-star. But people so use that, that argument all football. the time. And the NBA, like, NBA Twitter uses that argument a lot of time, and overheads argue that all, all the time, too. It's just like, it's just Jordan had to find his way. It had nothing to do with Scottie Pippen. People argue that all the time, but it still had nothing to do with Scottie Pippen. Hey, man. That's, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, but um, I propose we take a timeout. Timeout, timeout. Blow the whistle. Uh, we're going to take, take a timeout and come back uh, from our timeout break real quick. Sounds good with me. And we are back. Um, you know, had a cool little break there, but uh, we just going to get back into it. So we have our top three left of the greatest small forwards of all time. Um, do you, either of y'all want to go first with who your number three is? I mean, I'll go because we already talked about who I had my, as my number three. Y'all had him a little lower on your list. Um, mm-hmm. Mine was John Havlicek. Uh, yeah, have that man on my list. What'd you say? I said, I ain't even have that man on my list. I mean, because you were disrespectful. But um, that's fine. The person that really knows sports had him on his list. Shout Plumber. out to um, Hey, you can't help who you play where you can only play who's in front of you. So, Halachek, 13 All-Stars, 8 All-NBAs. I mean, 8-time NBA champ, 11 All-NBAs. You know, mm-hmm. had a finals MVP, was a 26-4 and four guy. And mm-hmm. you can't be saying you got carried the finals if you got a, you got a finals MVP out of it. God, I've never seen a finals MVP get carried to the finals. Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm coming down with something. It's crazy. Very crazy. Pretty wild. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just glad to be here. But, uh, no, nah, John, I had him at the uh, four tied with uh, Doc Julius Irvin, I think. So, yeah, definitely respectable player. A lot of accomplishments, a lot of accolades. I mess with that. Yeah. He's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's fine that you like to be disrespectful. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, all you can do is play who's in front of you. You can't critique hey. somebody for playing who's in front of them. Wilt was in that league. Yeah, and Oscar Robinson was in that league. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you just all you can do is play who's in front of you. I'm I'll say my that. comments about Wilt Chamberlain when we get to the center episode. Mm. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Uh, Glorified Javale McSigma. Like, no, just kidding. Whoa. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whoa. No disrespect, right. Will, uh, even though you're dead. No disrespect. Huh? Hey. Wow. Because wow. I was right. saying that, like, he can't hear this. Yeah. Like, you know, no disrespect. If he passed, so you know. But, yeah. uh. Just in case you're hearing this, no disrespect. Yeah. I get what you mean. Uh. uh do you want to go? Or? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, so, for my number three, um, I went with Elgin Baylor. Um, I think. You know, accolades-wise, it kind of – it makes sense. Uh, it was, what, 10 first-team – like, 10 first-team All-NBA specifically. You know, 11 All-Star appearances, you know, All-Star MVP, 
never went to the finals, never really won a championship. Like he retired literally the season of the Lakers won their chip with uh uh Jerry yeah, Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Um but very uh very underrated player. Um definitely well not rated underrated by like people in the league and people that, you know, know of his legacy. But yeah, he was he's credited as kind of the guy that that in, that brought like the uh more flashy actually no I'm tripping. He's like the no, I'm I'm not tripping. I just had to look at my nose. He's credited as the guy that uh father like the reverse layups and like high flying style of basketball play. Um he has kind of like a deeper kind of story to his his career. So he played in the league in the sixties at the time where except for like the Celtics, most teams only play had like this unwritten rule that they can only hire like two black players on a team at a time. So he played in that kind of era where like racism was still loud and proud, basically Um, on top of that, he played, he was an army reserve because, you know, players weren't getting paid that well back then. And he, he wanted to serve his country. So he can only play basketball on the weekends. Right. And luckily for him, like the league only played games on the weekends or the Lakers only played their weekends. So he had to fly. Like what came with that is he had to fly like coach flights to wherever they were playing uh, those those weekends. So sometimes he'd be getting like two, three like flights just to get to the game. You know, you crunch him with other people. And on top of that, nope, he was just showing up to the game, no practice, getting like what thirty five and nineteen or some crazy numbers like that. Like he put it up for like an entire season, uh, like this nineteen sixty one, nineteen sixty two season, just putting up crazy numbers as somebody that's just basically showing up, no chemistry with the team. You know, and kind of like the other side of it, um, being a black NBA player, he was kind of a sponsor. He was kind of within the collective of players that, uh, what is it, that helped bring the, the pension plan for NBA players into the league. Um, there was like a protest that the players had, like the All-Star game and like it, sometime during, I think like the six sixty five or something like that. And... Yeah, they were like, "Hey, you all, you all better play." And they were, and I think Bill Russell and a couple of other people was like, "Nah, we're not gonna play until y'all give us like a pension plan." And mm-hmm. like, and then like the league owner came down, was like, "Yo, like this is 15 minutes before the game." They're like, "We're not playing." And he was like, he had to make a deal, but it was so crazy because the Lakers owner at the time was like, "Was like, yo, uh, you and Jerry West, y'all better get out there and play." And he was like, "Nah," and it's so crazy. That you know, he was he was there. He was one of the players that protested. I'm not really articulating how much of an influence he was, but he was there. He he played in the game during a time when there was a lot of racism, and he still put up the numbers he did. They couldn't sleep in like the same hotels as the white players did. They couldn't eat at the same restaurants the white players did. He had to go through all of that adversity, you know, and he still kind of like helped change the game in a way for the small forward position and just the game period from the style of play, but off the court, I think his legacy, um, cause I'm going with like legacy is kind of the, the top factor, his legacy for what he means to basketball is kind of like an early, like freedom fighter, early black face, well, black face in basketball. Um, I think his, his legacy is important to the game of basketball. So that's why I have him in my number three. Yeah. I understand that. I can't argue that. Um, my thing is like, 
that's that's your your own personal criteria. We know yeah. my criteria is winning, <laughs> so I can't go with someone who not win. won and lost as much as he did. Oh and seven. Or oh and nine, whatever whatever it was. Yeah, he, he was losing. But they were playing the Celtics, man. Uh you like, play who's in front of you. Yeah, but you I mean, I you know, it is what it is. I'm not even gonna try to debate that. He did lose. You can't he can't change that. It's pretty crazy that back then they had it so they couldn't stay in the same hotels as the white players. Now it's like it's not even enough white players that's really that good in the yeah. league for that to Yeah. Play. Like they not even really they come in and be role players for the most part. This was just crazy. It's like like you know that y'all need us, right? Yeah. But, you know, anyway, like it's pretty crazy. It is. Coming off the army base, dropping runners, but you can't stay. Thirty five and nineteen. Some good the some crazy numbers like that. It's like, man, but yeah. Uh yeah, my number three was a uh, Kevin Durant, KD, Slim Reaper. I should have went to the basketball reference to get another nickname. Durantula. Uh, Durantula. I, I heard know, that before. Yeah, I heard that one before. Even though I only heard it like three times, but I, I heard it. But you know, mm. I need one of those snazzy basketball reference names that we never heard of. No uh, shape up, KD. Oh, that's just disrespectful. No. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh... Kendrick Perkins is the worst nightmare. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> nah, man. I, I'm not even going to talk about that. Dude. Mm-hmm. But if you fake crying on TV, seek help. Like, come on, son. Wow. Get it together. He called you a sellout. That's all he said. And he didn't lie. But yeah, KD, uh, most complete scorer in a uh, basketball history. I think I think that's a. Uh, you think so? Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a consensus, but uh, a lot of people wouldn't argue it. All three uh, levels. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not efficiently. Much of a, yeah, this is like it's not much of an argument on all three levels. Like like. There's a lot of other people you'd be like, oh, well, these people are great scorers too. It's like, yeah, but on all three levels. I feel like uh like Michael Jordan and Kareem, they're like they're great scorers too, but it's kinda like they did it like not on all uh, three levels. Yeah, not on all three levels and they had like their signature moves and whatnot. And it's like Katie's just a seven footer that's shooting pull ups and doing hezzies from mm-hmm. fifty feet. And shit, like that, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he—he's a talent that won't really be appreciated until he's retired. Because of, I mean, you know, the Warriors thing. But it's kind of like you got to do what you got to do to get your rings. I mean, that's not how they yeah. feel. That's, they feel like if you're that great, then you should be able to get a championship. But we've already talked about it before. How those teams weren't built for them to win. Like it mm-hmm. was the KD and Russ show. And they weren't built with any kind of shooters or anything else, so they were just like, y'all just going to have to struggle. Yeah. It's like, what, what you want people to do when the team isn't built for a win? Mm-hmm. Like, that Thunder team in 2012? 2011. Yeah. 
against the Heat. I was like, yeah, KD and Russ are doing their thing. But uh, and that's when James Harden was struggling like big time. But yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, he's 11th in playoff percentage or true shooting percentage, and that's 59.67. And that's kind of crazy for a dude that shoots a lot more than he does, like, anything, basically. He's pretty efficient. I didn't know he was this efficient, to be honest. And he shoots, like, a lot, and he's efficient. So, you know, I don't know. He just, uh, he, he has he has the resume. Like, two yeah. finals MVPs, 10 All-Stars, nine All-NBAs, four scoring titles, and an MVP. Mm-hmm. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't know, man. KD is just a, he's a, he's a cool guy, man. He's a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. I can respect that. I know he's still uh, playing. And it's like kind of crazy to put somebody that's still playing in the uh, top three. Small I mean, not all time. I had Steph on my so on my point guard one. So I mean that's Steph, but it was just like still like I mean because you just don't know what else is. Uh, I mean you know, well you don't know because he's still coming off injury, but you like. You just don't know. Even I mean, even if he didn't come back the same in his career just in like that, he's still like he'll still be top five. Yeah, he'll be he'll still make it up there. At least. Cause I mean he has he has a he has a he's a nice resume. But yeah, that was a that was my number three. Yeah. I, I couldn't find a basketball reference nickname. I'm sorry. I'll do better with my uh my power forwards. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess we'll move on to number two then. Um, do y'all want to say our number twos first? I definitely uh, do. Cause I want to name another Celtic great. You know, all right. Before Adrian goes, my number two is Larry Bird. So huh? I'm gonna talk about Larry Bird. Oh, you gonna let me talk about Larry Bird? <laughs> wow, you knew. I want to talk about that man right there, the you know the. Oh wait, wait, here. wait! Before you start, oh. I just went on basketball reference. <laughs> Katie, her nickname is the servant. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Out of world. Who calls but, her yeah, I've never heard anybody in any I've capacity call Katie the servant. I've seen that nickname on Two K, like in the little options. You know how they always give you those wild. Like yeah. <laughs> options, so that's a crazy name. It is, it, it, but yeah, I just I just had to I had to share that because yeah. that's wild. Going back to Larry Legend, the hick from French Lick, Kodak, the Great Kodak. White Hope. You know that man, Larry Legend. You know, greatest Celtics player of all time. Sorry, Bill Russell is going to Larry. Wow. You just disrespecting Terry Rose here like that? It's crazy. Well, in the, I'll end this right now. It's crazy. It's wild. Wanna make her tips? Crazy. Anywho, you know that man. Everybody oh, know Mister Who's coming in second place. The talk chant, the talk trash, and like champion. You know, dropping buckets on anybody. 
Anybody mm-hmm. can give anybody 30, don't matter who it is. Scotty, any whoever your favorite defender is, he'll give him 30 if he wanted wow. to. So he'll give Kawhi 32. So, you know, you talk about KD, a great scorer. This man's a great scorer, but scoring wasn't even his best asset. It was facilitating because he was a facilitating genius. You know? mm. We still need to think about, uh, I, I still like to go back and watch that Hawks game where he was dropping buckets, having people falling over themselves in the, on the, on what's it called, on the bench, looking at that man go crazy. Everybody like, oh my God, getting fined for him cooking. That man's yeah. so crazy. I just, that man's just, I'm not even going into his accolade. That man's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're getting cooked and you're getting fined. Like, what you supposed to do here? You riding a bench. You're just like, hey, I'm glad it ain't me. Yeah. You're like, hey. You're over there having a good time while your team getting torched, and you still getting fined because you want to have a good time. Was fining the players or something? Yeah, they got fined for doing all that on the bench. It's just like, hey, you got to hold that. You know, three-time champion, you know, 10-time All-NBA you know, two time mm. finals MVP, three times MVP, twenty four, ten, and six. Could have averaged more, but he wasn't that kind of player to where he just wanted to focus solely on scoring. They played a team style game. It's really crazy because if Larry, if they really just told Larry to go out there and just score and let him, and he had like a role to where he wasn't facilitating, like if he played like a Kevin Durant role. Where they weren't like as team oriented, he wasn't like trying to facilitate everybody else. I just can't imagine how many points he would have averaged in his air. Like it's it's really crazy. I don't know. We'll never know. But that's that, that's that's my goat. Mm. All right, it's crazy. I, I respect that. Um. So, uh, for my number two. This was tough for me because I forget if I said it earlier, but like it's hard to rate like current players and kind of try to put them even with the accolades they have. And I'm gonna just be I'm gonna just be real. So I put LeBron James as my number two, and I, I realized in doing research that I was a LeBron hater, but I didn't realize how much of a LeBron hater I was until I was like. I was like, all right, he yeah, he got all these these accolades, but and it was like, you know what? Nah, this is he might be the greatest small forward of all time. Like I've been just kind of sitting back of like all this like, oh, LeBron better than Jordan conversation, being like, you know what? I don't know about all that. He didn't lost a lot, but I mean, he still won three. However, he wanted, he won three. That's more than a lot of players. And the amount of first team all NBAs he has, all all star appearances, all that stuff, you know, even if you say it's like bias or whatever, he he's dominated the conversation of the league basically since he got in it. And you can't argue that he's dominated the postseason of the two thousand tens as a decade. You know, this this year being kind of up to up for grabs, but he might come away with like having bit played in nine out of 10 finals in an entire decade, which is one of the craziest stats that we've seen in this era. The only person probably we could think about that is like Bill Russell and those teams. Um, 
That that being said, the reason I don't have him at number one now, then I have him at number two, is LeBron is still playing. And I feel like while his some of his legacy has been felt because he's been in the league 17 years and whatnot, you know, we won't really get to feel his true like legacy and his true greatness till after he retires. Um, and it, it's hard for me because the reason one of the things I realized when I was a hater is like maybe because I'm living through LeBron James being the most talked about player, it's easy to kind of overlook it. Like, all right, he's he's just the most popular guy. But it's like once we're finally removed from this, I feel like it's going to be easier to sit and like compare when there's like a cap on his, his career. And, you know, the player I have at number one has been retired for some time. And I feel like you can really argue what their true legacy is as a basketball player. And at this current point, their legacy is greater than LeBron's. And I, I say it's mainly because the time factor, um, let's say 10 years from now, I might have LeBron James higher because his legacy will have time to build. He'll probably be retired, do whatever he does after basketball, after as a player at least. Or maybe he'll still be playing. I don't know. LeBron, he built different. But, uh, yeah, I had I had to put him in number two. I couldn't put him any lower than that either. Like, it's just – it's it got harder for me to argue against having him in top two. It just is what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you for your, your list. I understand where you're coming from with uh, yeah. not wanting to rate a current player so high. Yeah. So that's fair. Especially with, it's, it's like, it's accurate with your criteria of you want to, um, what's called, you go legacy and everything. And obviously a current player wouldn't have the highest or the best legacy or any yeah. legacy, so. Yeah, but he, he'll get there. Uh I have my newfound respect for LeBron thanks to the researching for this episode. So, yeah. Uh, but now we're at the, the final one. Number one. What does it take to be number one? Um, Who is the number one greatest? I don't know why talk about this. I guarantee ours is the same. But uh, Okay. Now, uh, my number one is uh, he goes by many names. Uh, L train, mm. the Akron Hammer, Whoa. the Little Emperor, what Chosen One, Ron Ron, mm. LBJ, King yeah. James, uh-huh. you know, Mister Noah from Human Life. Hey, hey man, <clears throat> carried my Miami Heat to the finals. Wow, carried he says, even though he choked in one of them. But we're not going to talk about that. Jason Terry. Shout out but, to uh, Yeah. Uh, one, two rings for us. Smack KD and them for one. Smack Tim Duncan for one. Whoa. And Kawhi. You was there. I seen you. <laughs> Baby Kawhi choking. Missing free throws. In the clutch. Uh, yeah. And also, another thing. You know what I forgot about that? I was watching a Tim Duncan video earlier. And he yeah. missed that jump hook over uh, Shane Vadier. Yeah. I, I think that would have that would have won them the game or something like that. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah, I was like, dang, that's kind of crazy. I forgot about that, but yeah, I was like, dang, it was just meant to be. But uh, yeah, uh, 
You know, he's been MVP a couple times. Couple times, you know, four. A whole bunch of all NBAs, NBA champion three mm. times. Mm. Uh, I think he was a scoring champ once. Once, like two thousand seven, I think. Yeah, average like thirty two uh, a game or something like that. I think it was was it thirty? It was it was like thirty two. I, I um I believe it was something like that. It was over thirty. How many Olympic medals? Like three, I think. I think Carmelo has three, and everybody else has less. He might have two, I think. Uh, so Carmelo should be in this, but <laughs> that's crazy. But uh, yeah, man, LeBron. I mean, he's basically the the reincarnation of Magic Johnson, basically. But a better score. Mm. Yeah, just he's like a super athletic Magic Johnson that can shoot. If Magic decided to dunk on, him. so basically Luca, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna get into that. But uh, yeah, LeBron, he was a. I mean, I was I was about to say he was, but uh, he, he's. He's a, I mean, he's the face of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Until. Jason Tatum wakes up. Jason Tatum. Until. Jason Tatum. Giannis. Jason, Jason Tatum? Tatum got that kind of ceiling. Absolutely. Jason Tatum Have you has wa- a okay. superstar potential. You, you need to go back and watch. I mean, Jason not even Tatum. superstar potential. I mean, he's basically a superstar. Yeah, you need to go but, watch some Jason Tatum. That nigga, he different. But uh, yeah, LeBron is—he's the face of the league. He's like, like in the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the generations before him, it was all people that uh, just played the game like super, like competitively, and they just wanted to not kill everybody like that. But I mean, they did want to kill everybody. But LeBron kills people. But also uplifts his teammates and the league, and I think that's pretty cool. Cause uh, great activist, great father, yeah. built a school. Good on the court and off the court. Can't really say too much bad about him, unless you're just hating. But I mean, I was hating. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do hate. Now I see. Yeah, you know, I didn't really. I didn't care for LeBron until he came to the heat and I was like, all right, we got him. Cool. Yeah, in my younger days I didn't really care for LeBron either. But that was more man, so because of my Celtics bias. I watched that man spank the Pistons that one year. I was like, yo, was he like, kinda wild. Yeah, he scored like what was it, twenty nine in the last thirty or thirty one in the last thirty two points for him? That was a lot. That's a lot now. It was like by himself. I was mm-hmm. like, yo just single handedly bringing them back. It's yeah, so I mean, what can you say about LeBron, man? He's just, he's just great, you know? Like, when it's all said and done, his legacy is just going to be, it's going to be a great legacy. I, I want to see a LeBron documentary, even yeah. though, I mean, we know about most of the stuff LeBron has been through. But, yeah. you know, I just want to see like, a LeBron doc. Give it like 15, 15 years. Yeah, we're going to have to wait for it. Magic Johnson doc coming next year, so. Is it? Yeah, that's what they said. Okay. I don't know what uh what is it gonna what's like. He already has a documentary. What? I mean, I, I'm guessing they're gonna do one like the Michael Jordan one. Oh. I guess they're just gonna start rolling those type of things out for like players that have footage that they can use like that. Paul Pierce. 
Uh, sir. Sir. What? Sir. What? Sir. <laughs> Why do you keep saying sir like that? You know, first you dish. I'm the- not interested <laughs> in hearing anything or seeing anything about Paul Pierce. The truth. Yeah, whatever. You remember that game? I mean, that, um, what's up, that shot over Al Harrington? I know you do. Do you remember when Paul Bear said LeBron not going to be doing all that to us and then LeBron proceeded to do all that to them? Man, he had to go build a super team. Man, you got Kevin Garnett on your team. What are you talking about, man? And Ray Allen. Like, come on, dude. That's what he, he said. He's copying you. He did. He did. We built that to beat you. Don't forget. Yeah, I ain't forget you can't when y'all beat us kicked, by yourself. Uh, You're so great. Why can't you beat us? You when they had the three out there by himself getting mauled. Jordan by didn't need that three. help. Jordan didn't call up Ray Allen and KG. Jordan got lucky with Grant and Pippen, though. I know. Sure. I know. I'm just messing around. So Michael Jordan really had. I mean, the Bulls was really a good. Like that was a good team. Right? Yeah, they 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 built around. That's why I hate that argument of people like, oh yeah, he won by himself. Like they built. Like well, Jordan never left, and I'm like, well, he had competent like management. Like LeBron, like, imagine getting Scottie Pippen, and y'all was in the playoffs earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, the year before. Like that's crazy. Yeah, you got LeBron over here playing with Booby Gibson. Mm-hmm. Delonte yeah. West and Mo it definitely elevated the talent around him. Ilgowski is playing like an all-star. Yo, like, when Ilgowski came to Miami, I was like, why Why did, why did you bring him with you? <laughs> Who, whose man's is this? Like, come on. Son. Well, no disrespect to him, but they weren't. They, they definitely looked better with LeBron around them. If LeBron's not there, you see, like, they're not the same. Kind of like Jameer Nelson with um, Dwight Howard. He was looking great. They were like, oh, Jameer is a really solid point guard. Jameer Nelson, that fat (laughs) man. Yeah, the second he got away from Dwight Howard, guess what? He wasn't playing nice no more. It's just like they're like, there's a system they're in makes them look much better than they actually are. Like, and then the stars around them makes them look better than they are. So that's what I'm like. I mean, it's like some pieces only work if you got certain pieces. Yeah, so like some of them teams were just constructed the way they were, and they worked. But those LeBron teams definitely all could have been better. Yeah, no, they definitely like. And people are like getting upset for them leaving. I'm like, that's competent. If they have incompetent management, like I can't blame. Like same thing with KD. Like I didn't, I just didn't like the Warriors aspect. But I can't. I'm not mad at them for leaving. I'm like, they had incompetent management. They did surround him with the pieces he needed. So he went somewhere that had better pieces around him. That was better fit for him. He needed a lot of shooters around him, and he went somewhere with that. And you uh, can't be upset at that. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. We kind of we kind of getting into Things yeah, we, we we territory with that. Uh, yeah. Uh. Well, I guess I'm I'm last then because uh, y'all y'all both agree with LeBron at the one number Absolutely. one. Yes, sir. All right, so. Um, so I've been building up to this moment, uh, had LeBron at the two. So, you know, a player that I got number one greatest small forward of all time. Jesus. Is, yeah, Chandler Parsons. Oh, uh, brother. It's like, 
I mean, he's definitely the greatest small forward in terms of getting paid. That's for sure. We, we Florida talent. Andre Karolinko. That's the real. Uh, Man, power nah, forward. Nah, nah, nah. Larry Buckets Bird no one calls is the him number that. one greatest small no forward. I call has... him that. No. For this podcast and never again. Yeah. Like, no <laughs> That's one how I'm doing it. That. I mean... Larry Bird. I said his nicknames. You call that man Kodak. Larry Bird, uh, for a lot, for basically all the reasons Adrian listed, is deserves at least being a top two at this point in history, at greatest small fours of all time. The reason I put him above LeBron is similar to what I did with the shooting guards with Jordan. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are looked at as saving the league, uh, saving the NBA and making it watchable and like, you know, helping expand the league as far as like viewership and whatnot. They came into the game at the eighties, which is a lot of players that, you know, retired in like the two thousands and the nineties, they kind of hold that up as like the greatest era of basketball as far as like, maybe not talent wise, but just like the pure sport of the game with the competitive aspect of it. Um, and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson dominated the eighties pretty much. And, Larry Bird, you know, Larry Bird and uh, his run as a player was one of the most clutches players ever. Like, he hit a mm-hmm. lot of game winners and like, a lot of crazy situations. You're talking, like, two seconds left, catch the ball, two people on him, turn around, fade away from the three-point line, nothing but net, like those type of shots. And then let you, you know got- about it. Yeah, you know, the steal he got off of Isaiah Thomas, like, last second. Berg is the like, steal. Like, ridiculously clutch. Like, like there are players that have come by that have been kind of clutch like that. Like, you could kind of give a nod to Reggie Miller because he was, he was clutch in some moments. Jordan was clutch in a lot of moments. But Larry Bird was, like, a ridiculous. He was clutch even in games that didn't even matter. Like, but yeah, what probably the most they call they they call him like Mister Clutch or something like that. Was that somebody else? Yes, they don't. They never called him. Okay, well I'm calling him Mister Clutch for the rest of this podcast. But uh, yeah, Larry Bird is one of the one of the greatest players because of the time he came in. His legacy helped build that, help expand the NBA. Not build it because he wasn't around in like the '60s. He was around like the '80s where it was already established. But like him, him and Magic Johnson's rivalry coming out of college and into the NBA helped bring a lot of eyes and attention and revenue for the NBA. So there's that one of the most purest shooters. Like I named Chandler Parsons and Andre Karolinko for a reason. Like he was the clutch shooting white player. Like he's the player, the greatest white player in basketball history. If you debatably and you know, a lot of players have come since then. Like, you get your Gordon Hayward going to Boston, and people are like, oh, it's the second coming of Larry Bird, which is, like, kind of yeah, shows yeah. you how strong his legacy is to this day. You about to say something? No, I was just saying get out of here. Oh, but nah, man, like, Larry Bird, like, the yeah, I put him over LeBron currently because his legacy is established at this point. LeBron James is still building, and I think – it's hard for right now to be like LeBron James did something to elevate the game. You could say from like the health standpoint, like putting all the money into his body and, you know, allowing players to 
what do they call it? The player, um, it's the something player empowerment stuff. Is that what they call it? What's like the the players players like? They call it something on like ESPN. I can't think of it right now. But it's like, like player empowerment. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, we can go, we can demand to be traded, oh, yeah, not demand, we can ask for trades yeah. and get paid what we want and, you know, like, players speaking out about stuff, like, you've kind of always had players be political throughout history, but LeBron James is probably one of the one of the fewest in, like, history that's been the, the top player in the league and probably the most vocal and active politically, like, visibly, so... But even with all that said, like his legacy is not is not yet finished, and Larry Bird's is, and you can argue that Larry Bird's contri- contribution to the game at this point is one of the biggest in basketball. Um, yeah, you know, and he played on Dream Team. LeBron didn't. You right, right. Larry Bird is top two. He not two. Larry Bird is top two, and he not two. You right. Yeah, Larry Bird, you know, getting pretty disrespectful. I mean, ex- with the with the exception of defensive like he stuff, a, he was a great. Their, like, I mean, their contrib- their accolades are very comparable. It's just that what Larry Bird played thirteen seasons, LeBron played like seventeen, or something back. like that. Yeah, so, but you know, LeBron, you can't take that away from LeBron. Like, you know, he's taking care of his body a lot, which is you know. I think that's going to help. That's something that, like I said, in the years to come, will give him credit for, like changing the way the game, changing the longevity of athletes in the NBA. I think he's spearheading that. But you know, like his legacy just doesn't, at this current point in time, doesn't match up to Larry Bird. So that's why I got Larry Bird at the one. This is his legacy is at this current point in time higher than bigger or deeper than LeBron James. You know. Kind of the same thing I did with like Steph and Magic Johnson um, when we had the point guard episode as well. And it's basically the same argument because Magic Johnson and Larry Bird together helped grow the league and their legacy and what they still mean to the game. And then Larry, just to throw it in there, Larry Bird won awards as a coach and as a team executive. He's he's been doing a lot for the game of basketball. So, yeah, that's that's me. That's me. All right, so my number zero is Giannis. All right, Ooh, greatest all right. small forward ever. Listen to my podcast. What does K always say? Remember, always <laughs> the Greek <laughs> freak. And don't forget, Euro stepping. Always respect uh, yourself. Single handedly responsible we for the fancy footwork badge and two K. Remember to always respect out. women and to always respect yourself. And we Luka Doncic's great.